Welcome back to the Knock On Sports, and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, a guy that has been with this show from the get-go. It is Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. I remember my first football season covering the Grizz, and I believe, Riley, that was also your first season on the mic as the voice of the Grizz. It absolutely is. It's kind of nostalgic today, Anthony, with this being our last interview. It's, uh, it's been a fun journey all the way, and you're right. We both started same year, and now kind of coming full circle i don't know if i would count this as year number five for grid football i'm not sure if this would count as a a full season but yes i mean coming into the uh entire full circle of it, it it's been quite the journey especially for your show my friend well, I can't say thank you enough for you coming on the show and breaking down uh, Grizz football. Like I said, you're one of the best to uh, to have on and talk Grizz football because you're a part of the program. Like I said, uh, who knows more than the voice of the Grizz at this point. And with that being said, Riley, uh, let's just jump in here. We'll get into some Grizz football for a second, but I know you're a big basketball guy, so I want to get your thoughts here on last night's national championship game, uh, Gonzaga versus Baylor. What did you take out of it? My goodness, how impressive for Baylor. I mean, that was the biggest takeaway for me, that when you watch major college basketball all year, we had been wanting this matchup because of the unknown, because of the unknown of, okay, we know Gonzaga's good, but can they get tested against a big, physical, athletic team and consistently get pressured for 40 minutes? And, and that matchup was so big, and I think it's really more about Baylor than Gonzaga. The Zags had a great season, and they're no – fluke by any stretch of the imagination with all the impressive wins that they had the likes of kansas west virginia and all their tournament wins as well so the zags were legit but this was more about baylor and and what a comeback story for scott drew when he took the job um to to lead them to the national title it's kind of fitting in a way anthony that uh maybe one of the best turnarounds in college basketball history is also the the fitting into a college basketball season unlike any other well, that's the crazy part about it, Riley, because honestly, I had no idea Scott Drew was there that long. He was hired in 2003, and in this day and age, it just doesn't seem outside of the, you know, Coach Selfs and the Mark Fuse and the Coach Kays and, you know, Roy Williams was at North Carolina, it feels like forever. Outside of those guys, it just doesn't feel like a head coach stays too long with a program. Absolutely, especially when you experience success that is not plucked away. I mean, you know, you see the problems within their own state with Texas obviously having to go through a carousel of coaches and they got Scott Drew down the road and a funny backstory on this when I was at Washington State in the late 2000s 2007 8 era Baylor played Washington State when both teams were actually programs on the rise and that was Scott Drew against Tony Bennett back then so that was the beginning of the rise or at least I was aware of Baylor from that moment on and uh, just to see it kind of come full circle Pretty phenomenal stuff, and uh, it just shows the longevity of a Scott Drew, and he's finally going to get the uh, the praise, I think, that he absolutely deserves. Riley, give me your thoughts on the Zags here, because I know Zags are drawing a lot of criticism. Only 24 hours ago, everybody was singing their praises uh, for the way that game ended Saturday night, but I just kind of feel like they ran into a buzzsaw, not going to take anything away from what Baylor did, not going to give the Zags any excuses here. Uh, but I think, if nothing else, the way Gonzaga has played and the way this program's turning, where they're getting not only great basketball players, but getting some of the top recruits in the country to come to Spokane, um, I think this is a different era. You can't really compare uh, to what Gonzaga was doing in the middle of the 2000s. No, I am totally on board with you on that, too. I mean, they made the national championship game two out of the last four years. And again, it'd be different if they weren't challenging themselves. They played the toughest non-conference schedule of any top 10 team in the country. So 
Uh, it's not like they're shying away from competition. I agree. I think they just ran into a buzzsaw with Baylor. Uh, who knows? I, I hate using the excuse of they ran out of gas because when you're playing for the national championship, that really shouldn't be a valid reason. But that emotional win over UCLA, I'm sure there had to be a little bit of carryover effect. And it is amazing, though, how we were talking yesterday that if Gonzaga could get it done, they could arguably, arguably be the best college basketball team of all time. And now all of a sudden, after one result where really they just ran into a really good team, now we're trying to tear them down. So I still think it's good to keep it in perspective that this Zags team is here to stay. They're going to be a Final Four staple. They're going to continue to try and evolve and challenge themselves maybe later in the season. I would guess or just very lightly speculate that they're going to try and work their conference schedule around maybe getting to play a Power 5 team in late January and in February. So they don't have 20 consecutive games against maybe overmatched opponents. So that could be things that they could tinker down the road, but they're certainly here to stay and, and legit. They just ran into a buzzsaw, like you said. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. We're going to discuss some Grizz football. They host Central Washington at Washington Grizzly Stadium this Saturday. We'll get Riley's preview of that game next here on the Knock On Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home. Learning at home. And banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're talking Montana football. The Grizzlies have a game this Saturday. They have another one next Saturday as well. And to break it down for us, it is the voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Uh, Riley, before we dive into the matchup, first off, man, you got to give me your thoughts. I had goosebumps watching that video. Um, the, The video crew at the University of Montana absolutely nailed it with that video yesterday. They sure did. I mean, that was a perfect start to game week. I I know behind the scenes that uh, there was talk on releasing that video maybe earlier and then to think, okay, we can really get game week started. And the theme is so perfect with the Grizzly Bear coming out of hibernation. Uh, Actually, on the Inside the Den podcast this week with Sports Information Director Eric Tabor, he kind of gave us a behind the scenes look of when they recorded that. It was among the chilliest weeks in Montana. I think we all remember the the mid-February just freezing cold temperatures. That's when they recorded this. So um, they were they were running on empty when it came to battery life and everything in between. But it absolutely worked out. The plan came together, and uh, we're all the benefit of it. And it really got the the juices flowing for a Grizzly game week. And I know that this is a modified, unique spring season, and some are trying to maybe ask the validity of it of, of if it should count or or how much merit should we put into it. I'm telling you, here on campus and within the Grizzly football offices, this feels like a legit game week, and there's a pretty worthy opponent coming in here not only this week but next week as well. Well, no question about it. You just have to listen to head coach Bobby Houck's quote the other day talking about whether it be checkers or sit-ups, he's definitely going to compete. I know I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but uh, yeah, no, it definitely doesn't feel like Coach Houck is uh, looking at this as a very light game at all or even next week either. They're taking this very, very seriously. So give us the breakdown. What are you expecting from Central Washington in this matchup? 
Well, I see a Central Washington team that's certainly not afraid, and they have absolutely challenged themselves with, with top competition in non-conference games, and quite frankly, they relish the opportunity. There, there's two big examples, Anthony, that prove how legit they really are, and you have to go back just even to last year, and Coach Fist, Chris Fist, their head coach, his very first game, his Central Washington team went to Moscow, Idaho, and took the Vandals to the brink. It was tied at halftime at 17. They only lost by 10. They held their own. They looked like a legit Big Sky opponent. And then for the Grizzly history side of things, just go back to 2008. That was the beginning of a special season here in Missoula where Montana was on a national championship run. They eventually fell in the national title game. But Central Washington came in and gave the Grizzlies quite a scare. In fact, Central Washington led for the first 40 minutes of the game, and Montana needed a last-second field goal to win. So all that being said, Central Washington certainly has the Grizzlies' attention this week. Riley, looking at this game, and I know it's being taken seriously, obviously, but how do you feel or do you know if this how this game is going to be structured? Are we going to see the starters for a full four quarters? Uh, is it going to depend on how the game flows? What can we expect this week? Because I, this is a difficult situation. Trying to make sure, one, you get these guys great reps, but you don't want to get anybody hurt either that could be a long-term injury when we're talking about getting ready for the fall. And that's certainly valid, Anthony, but I think that this Grizzly football team is so ready to hit someone else. And I think that all of those the safety measures and, and all of those decisions were made really in February when they pulled out of the full spring season. And then they were really to, able to control their own atmosphere. And with all that being said, that means they're really gearing up for these two games. It is going to be a full 60-minute game. There are no modified timing, scoring, any, any of that. It is truly going to be... The Grizzlies won. They're going to be in there until the game is potentially out of hand in the fourth quarter. I fully expect Cam Humphrey to be starting a quarterback for Montana at least the first two quarters and the third. And if the Grizz are fortunate enough to be ahead, then you might see the twos. But they are playing this absolutely like a real game and not where they're just counting reps for guys. And as far as the workload is concerned, the six games that was proposed to them on top of potentially three or four more in the playoffs, that's a totally different story from, from a player safety side of things compared to just a two-game stretch where really the team has been practicing, conditioning, ready to go. And this is a really good reward for them at the end of it, and it might start a trend in future years as well. Riley, uh, one thing that you just mentioned, Cam Humphrey, uh, sounds like he's going to be the starting guy, as you just mentioned. But something that's been interesting to me is is who's going to be playing for that backup role? Because I've heard some really promising things about Chris Brown. Obviously, there's been some transfers in, Rigel being one of them as well. So what's the situation? It sounds like Cam's the starter, but what about the battle for the backup? Absolutely. Cam is the starter right now. He has earned that, and it's a great career journey for him that this is really going to be his opportunity. He was uh, a very good high school player and then went to Boise State, didn't work out there, then went to the top junior college in the country, put up crazy numbers, and came to Montana to compete with Dalton Sneed, but also to kind of understand the situation that this was what he was gearing up for. So I think Cam Humphrey's ready for the moment. These are two perfect games just to see how he works with the ones unit and, and being the man. But as far as the competition behind him, the two guys that you have selected just a moment ago, those are the two you're going to see. Chris Brown has solidified as a really hot and young coming prospect with the way that he took a leap from last year to his redshirt year to now of winning that job. And I, I say winning because they absolutely 
compete for reps in practice day in and day out. And Chris Brown won it over Kirk Rigel. Kirk Rigel, such an interesting story. This is his fourth school in four years, most recently South Florida. He's originally from South Carolina, but uh, he, he also just needs to learn the system a little bit more. I think by the time fall hits, him and Chris Brown could obviously have a competition for that backup spot. For right now, though, I only anticipate probably seeing those three quarterbacks. Yes, Carson Rostad has, uh, has performed well, uh, the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, to, to integrate himself with the Grizzly program. And then also Robbie Patterson, a transfer, has been nicked up a little bit with an injury. So all that being said, I, I totally expect for there to be a definite pecking order with the quarterback with it Humphrey, Brown, and then Rigel at three. Riley, looking at this game, what are your, some of the things that you're looking for in terms of what do you want to see from the offense and what do you want to see from the defense in this first game? I just want to see the tenacity. And there's been so much talk about how different the mindset is up front for Grizzly football and the offensive line and the defensive line. I can tell you being at practice, they look the part. But now it's time to put the proof in the pudding, so to speak, and really just come out there with that dominant mindset because – if those guys set the tone, and especially against an opponent like Central Washington, D1 against D2, you would think that this would be able for uh, be a good opportunity or a springboard for them to do that. So uh, I'm interested to see that. Also, the execution. Coach Houck is priding himself on, on that this won't be a, a sloppy performance and that the practices that they have went into are going to pay off here. So uh, you normally expect first game jitters, but that's always something to look forward here in the, the first quarter or two of the first drives or so, if it's going to take any adjustment period whatsoever. And uh, it'll be fun for us to watch right away. I know this is going to be a tough question because it feels like we've talked about all of these guys at one point or another, but Riley, you've had a chance to see practice. Uh, do you have a sense of a guy maybe that we haven't heard the name of, or we haven't talked to about too much this so far uh, that you think is going to have a, a big, you know, first couple games here? Well, for you, Anthony, on our, our final interview together, I'll give you a couple diamonds in the rough that I think that you're going to see. I think that Xavier Harris, uh, a freshman running back out of Oxnard, California, is really impressed early and proven that he's ready to go, uh, I think, from the outset, and he's going to get some reps right away. Nick Osmo is taking a lead. Grizzly fans know him as the backup to Marcus Knight, but I think he's even taken a step forward. And then one really interesting story is Cole Grossman. He's a redshirt freshman from Vancouver, Washington, but it's actually, Anthony, his third year in the program. He gray-shirted and then redshirted and now is getting his COVID year. So if he chooses to use so, he can have his fourth year in the program and be a redshirt freshman next year. All that being said, he looks really good at the tight end spot. And I think the Grizzlies, you're going to see it, that they might utilize the tight ends even more. We, we saw the, the one tight end, the two tight end, the three tight end set, mix in a fullback every now and then. I think there's been so much time behind the scenes for these coaches that have so much experience that they're going to have some wrinkles in, in the offense. And I think that one of those is certainly going to be Cole Grossman being a, a big part in the tight end game. My feature guest, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Check out his podcast, Inside the Den Podcast, as he talks to all the coaches, gets thoughts and gets reactions to all the players as well. Has great content if you want to get inside the Grizzly Athletic Program. Riley, first off, man, I can't say thank you enough uh, for being a part of the show for as long as you have been and, and giving us the insight uh, to Grizz football and Grizz basketball and so many other things as well regarding uh, the University of Montana, man. It has been so much fun. I know you and I are going to stay in touch, but I uh, just can't say thank you enough for how much you have helped the knock on sports 
Well, absolutely happy to do it. It has turned into a really fun tradition for both of us over the years as we both started in our jobs and have grown. And I can't say thank you enough for what you've done for the Montana sports media community, Anthony, and really uh, making an impact on a lot of levels, not only to provide content and as well as coverage for the Grizz, the Cats, all the college teams around, but especially in the high school scene. I can tell you that it's certainly impactful everywhere that I go that uh, everyone knows the knock on sports and that's the number one spot to to cover Montana high school sports so you absolutely have made your mark and uh, uh, I thank you as well and wish you the best of luck and we absolutely will stay in touch.